when you begin to worry about what's respectful and disrespectful to God, and you're making that decision instead of God, you're in trouble. See, he means what he says. Okay, you ready? I, I want to get into some things. And, 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 and we're going to talk about prosperity today. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for that? But it's prosperity praise. Prosperity prayer. Wow. What a mouthful. Immediately your mind goes to money. Oh, jeez. That's the whole problem. You, you gotta. I want to give you meat, not milk, this morning. Can I do that? If you think this is about money, that's because you are stuck in a mindset that the enemy has trapped you in, and as and 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 the reality of that is, you 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 just find yourself boxed in, living in a limited condition. No, prosperity is much bigger than money. Has is money included? Well, yes, it is, but you're missing life itself because prosperity is about the way you live. Turn to your neighbor and say, It's about the way you live, you dead thing, you. Look, I'm pumped right now. We could end up going for hours in this place if you don't start amening me and shouting me down. See, what I want to do today is this is going to be a two-part series, okay? And and it's going to be this week and not next week. I don't want to live in the garage by not doing a Mother's Day message on Mother's Day. So it'll be this week and two weeks from today, we're going to take a further look at that because what we're dealing with here is prayer. Understanding the foundation on which prayer is built. We're going to look at that this week, and, and, and in two weeks, we're going to look at the actual prayer that we're going to take at, at face value here, beginning in 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 First John. I'm sorry, Third John. We're going to be getting First John, in in John, Third John. I mean, this is an incredible little thing. Third John is the third letter of John, and it's a very short letter. The fact is, the first word there says what? Elder. Elder. Doesn't that sound spiritual? The elder. We're very nice in the way we translate certain words from the Hebrew and Greek into the English. The elder. Let me tell you the literal translation of that word is the old man. That's exactly what it is. We translated it elder, but it literally means old man. And 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 <laughs> you could say from the old man, and okay, that's that's what it's saying. And and and, and it says first the first word, the old man to beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. So Understand as I address you as I address you this morning, it's from the old man. Okay, so let's take a look at this first verse again. It says, "The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth, beloved, beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prosper." Now notice the first word or the first verse the elder to the beloved. The second verse, beloved, I pray that in. Interesting. Interesting. Understand, first off and foremost, this is a prayer. Okay? And he sums it up very concisely. He says in verse 2 that in all respects. And, and, And this, can I be honest, this prayer fascinates me. As we've been gearing up, I was looking at some certain things to to, to teach on concerning, you know, 
legacy offering and process, but I kept coming back to this, the prayer, this fasting. So, so I want to take a look at this and what John wrote to this man, Gaius. You see, when we, okay, I hope you still love me at the end of this message, okay? But when we look at a person's prayer, it's a simple fact. That reveals to us a lot about the person. The way we pray reveals the God we believe in. The way we pray reveals the God we believe in. Understand, the way you talk to him in terms of what you expect of him, in terms of how bold you are asking, that is all within how we pray and tells us what we really believe concerning God. What do we believe him to be? Who is he? Because that's what we believe. That might seem kind of hard. Well, I just don't know how to pray. Well, I understand your words, and say, well, but get down to what I'm talking about because belief is not something that, well, yes, you know, I believe in Jesus. I, I do. Believing into Jesus means that I've entered into his mind and I'm recognizing that he is my life. Therefore, what we believe in is in fact the rudder. You know the rudder on a boat? That guides our living. The way we talk, the way we expect, the way we look at circumstances in this present moment. That's what we believe concerning God. Thus, that's how we talk about life. Oh, yes, we do. So this is what John this is, this is what John, who, who is now, he's an old man. I mean, if you don't know the history about John and what ends up with him, you know, we talk about him in the Isle of Patmos. He's about 95 at that point. But you don't hear about him being thrown into an oil cauldron and, and being burned on all parts of his body and all the trouble and the, and the, the stuff this guy went through. And, 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 and understand, he's now a, 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 an old man. Beloved. It, it, that word beloved, it, it would be in the area, uh, well, can I put it this way? It comes out incredibly simple in this letter. In this letter, it, it would be in the area of what I would call an email, maybe even a text. It's not long. You know, I see longer texts than I see in 1 John 3. You're really getting to know the raw John here. That's the point. What he believes and what he believes He's letting it all hang out here. So I see how he understands this God that he speaks to, how he looks at what he's praying for. Can I say something to you right here? It's in your notes. You can't pray something for someone if you don't believe that that is the way you are with God, the God you worship. You, 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 you get what I'm saying here? What I'm talking about, it is praying out of your own experience. Try praying for someone if you don't believe that, that this is the way you are with the God you worship. You know what, well, you know what happens when you do that? It's called a dead prayer. It's a dead prayer time. It's, it's miserable. It's, it's empty. It's just brutal. There's nothing behind it. There's no substance. There's no joy. There's no excitement whatsoever. Look. Okay, he begins by addressing Gaius. He, he addresses him as beloved. And then in the same line, he says, whom I love in the truth. And then he's going to tell Gaius, what he's praying for. He begins it by saying, again, beloved. Old man, beloved. That's, that's a very strong word. I'm not going to get into that right now, but, but realize, 
that he's not only addressing Gaius with these words, he's saying them out from his own experience. He's saying, I know God loves me. To the depths of my being, I know. And everything I, 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 I share with you is because I've known it for myself, Gaius. I'm not just saying words to you. I'm not coming up with poetic words. I'm not just quoting scripture out of the Bible. He says, I know it for myself. Anything I pray for you, it's because I prayed it for myself. Think about that. John speaks out of the fullness of knowing who he is. And therefore, he's describing this, this abundant relationship that he has with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. He is the beloved of God. And the more he knows it, the more he knows that you are the beloved of God. The more he knows it, the more he knows you are the beloved of God. So your prayers for others begin to change because the more you know how God loves you, you're able to know that God loves them. You pray for them in different ways, in different levels, at different times, in power, and in depth. You, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. And, and so he begins with that. These requests are at the heart and off the lips of John revealed to us the God that he knows and the God that he shared his life with. Realize that goes on that he goes on to pray this prayer then in 3 John. Hmm. Take a look at that second verse again. And, and, and beloved, I pray that in all respect, say that with me, all respect, all respect, see, that you, how do I want to put this, that who you, that's who you are in your core, okay? All respects, it means also your mind, because the way you think, it means your emotions, it means your imagination. All respects, that's who you are in the core of your spirit. In fact, it's every cell of your physical body. So it means, literally, all your relationships. It takes in everything, in all respects. That's what this word means. But in all of these areas. Everything, it says that you may prosper. Now, there's a word for it, isn't it? It, 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 it says, uh, again, in all respects, you may prosper. In all the and be in good health just as your soul prospers. That's a prayer. That's a prayer. That's a prayer. You don't pray it for others because you haven't experienced it yourself. Is that the idea? I don't mean to be, you know, again, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to build a foundation here. What I'm trying to do is show you something here. It says that you may prosper. It takes in the totality of our life. He says that you may prosper. Again, what it does is it shows the God that you know and that you worship. If you don't know your God any better today than you did three weeks ago, you're stuck. And yet some of us have been around for 10, 20 years at the same level we've always been around. And we're lucky if we even pray for our food, let alone pray at any other time, and especially for anybody else. But all my experiences are negative. That tells me you don't think about it. I Oh, somebody say, bless him, Lord, please. 
He says that you may prosper. If you can ask God to do that, then we're saying that the God you know is one who loves us. Not, not, not in some vague spiritual sense, okay? But he loves me. He loves you. And, 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 and me takes in all my relationship, everything, every relationship I have. Me takes in even all the little stuff, all I do, all that my, all. It takes in all. And now he says, it takes in all my help. So it would be the same, I should say, what it does is it syncs with this blessing that is upon everything else that I do. As your soul prospers. I want to get stuck in some of these places, friend. I'm going to be honest with you. In fact, look at John's epistle here in, in, in chapter, in, well, it's the first chapter of 1 John. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our own hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested and we have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was the Father and was manifested to us. Hmm. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you. Also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, hmm. he's saying, let me just stop right there for a second. He's saying that, that we live our life in this fellowship. Our, our entire life, our entire being, okay? It, it's where we live. And, and I, I want you to get this. He, he's saying, what we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also so that you too, you too, you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Do, do you realize God's desire for you is to prosper in this daily humdrum life of ours, this journey of life, just who you are. Again, John is praying, Gaius, in accord to who, in accordance to who John knew God to be. John's not praying some kind of belief system or some kind of formula. He's not digging through and pulling certain scriptures out. John is praying for Gaius in accordance to who John knew God to be. Do you realize God loves you in the insignificant details of your life? Now think about that. Do you realize God loves you in the insignificant details of your life? So because of that, I can pray that you will prosper there because God is really into your life. Oh, yes, he is. God is really into your life. Man. I'm going to say something to my spirit right now, but somebody needs a, 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 man, I am, a stronghold broken over you. Because all you're doing is trying to please God. Make God happy. All you're trying to do is look worthy to God. Oh, I got that's nothing but lies right from the pit of hell. There ain't nothing you can do to please God. It's all about God. He, just say it again. God is, he loves you in the insignificant details of your life. And because of that, I can pray that you will prosper there because God is really 
into your life. Somebody say amen. Otherwise, it's going to be another hour, I'm telling you. You know what that does? That makes my daily life totally, <coughs> excuse me, totally other than everything in this world and in our culture. It makes my life totally other. I'm going to tell you something. If you're walking around trying to please God, if you're trying to go around making him happy, doing all the right things, realizing I'm blown again, I'm so not worthy, how's that going to build a relationship? I don't need Kathy coming into my life, my wife saying, I'm unworthy. I just need to please you. What more can I do for you? Yeah, that's going to build a relationship, isn't it? That's not a relationship. It's kind of a nice idea. No, 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 no. You, you get what I'm saying, though. Understand what this prayer is telling me is this isn't a chance. It's not a coincidence. It's not just a lucky day. We do not live in a world of chance. This prayer says that God is virtually, willfully delighted, involved in every significant moment of my life. I know that, that's going to be, oh, that's over my head. Well, yeah, because you've not been seeing God the way that you need to be seeing God. I know you can't see him that way, but guess what? I know that you will see him that way. How do I know that? Out of my own experience. That way I can call you beloved because I know that I am beloved. I am his. I am loved by him in every area, in every minute detail. And because of that, next thing you know, I'm going to be up here kicking or something, you know. That's how I know you will. This prayer says that God is virtually, well, yes, he is. This is getting up in the morning, putting your feet on the floor with the absolute confidence that I am in Christ who is in the Father, and the Father and Jesus Christ is in me, and we're all in the Holy Spirit. So let's go have breakfast. I'm saying he is virtually involved, not virtually, vitally involved in, in, in our daily details, in, in the journey of our life. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. What does that really mean to you, honestly? Two hoots and a holler, in one ear, out the other, as my dad used to say to me. Is, is, is it really, I mean, what does this, this mean to you? Does it mean anything different? Does it create anything? Does it even begin to strike you? It's, it's non-relevant with me. It's not important to me. What that means for you, Father? There's a reality of what you pray that reveals the God in whom you believe. You see, when I pray this, kind of prayer, that in all aspects we might prosper. We're declaring our rock faith in him who is love. In every moment, wherever I am, to whoever I'm speaking, friend, I, I'm not here to elevate anything about me in a sense, but I just feel I need to say it. My prayer life every morning on that incredible chair that's been a blessing to my life, that, that incredible chair, just, and my feet go up in the air and I go back and I begin to meditate. And no, no, no. But what I'm saying is when I pray, when I pray for every individual, every family member in my life, Everyone. I start with my wife. I make all my way down through all my children, all my grandchildren. I, I, I pray for the extended family, for my, 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 my sisters, 
family, for my and, and, and for my brother's family, from then my sister-in-law's family, and then my brother-in-law. I go through them all, right? And then I, I, I hit a list that I have held. Matter of fact, I got to see and meet with a guy the other day whom I've been praying for decades. Decades. He was the first guy to ever get put on my list. I pray for each of these names. Some of you in this place are on that list, whether you know it or not. And then I, I, I do something else. I pray for myself. I don't, I don't know who ever taught you that you're not supposed to pray for yourself, but that's a bunch of garbage. You need to be praying for yourself. And last but not least, because it's the important one, pray for your house, for your kids. Now, I pray a lot of different things, but you want to know one of the things I pray for? I pray for blessing, assurance, and favor. Guess what's next? That you will prosper them. Do you understand what I'm saying here? This is not about money. This is about your whole life. This is foundational where I'm taking us this morning. We'll talk about the prayer next time, but this is foundational in, in what we're talking about. I'll say this again. Please hear me. I, I know this is true because it's true with me. He is present in your life right now. He's present there. He's, he's present for good. He's fascinated with you. Do you realize God's fascinated with you? Yes, Mr. Mike, God's fascinated with you. Ever noticed, I find this interesting, that Jesus on earth, he, he, he would ask people questions. Jesus asking questions. He wanted to know how we saw our lives. It, it's just like, like it, it's like, ask, how many have grandkids here? Can I, can I see your hands? Okay, you ask them some of the dumbest questions, right? You know, like, for example, how'd it go in school today? And the kid's like, really? But, you know, you, I mean, you know how it went for them, but you want to hear it from them. How did you like this? What did you want to hear it from their mouth? He longs to hear from you. He places an enormous significance on the details of our daily living, friends. Your life, in its smallest details, is part of the activity of agape. Oh, yes, it is. There, there is so much more than, well, I, I know, well, yeah, I know that he's with me. Really? No. He's inside you. Thus, who is inside you is inside your circumstances. And you are meeting him in the circumstance like your one just great big hug taking place. You're in him and him in you in the circumstance in him, in you. And this means that in every situation, it is where you constantly meet him and discover all that it means to be in him. I said it earlier, I say it here. You probably already got it filled in, that's good. God is not up. He is not separated. He's, he's not somewhere out there where I got to try. He is Emmanuel. God immediately with us. Friends, John prayed the prayer of prosperity. A man who had been boiled in oil. A man who had been presumed dead. He's the only last living apostle at 95, imprisoned on an island called Patmos. 
And this man, this old man, because he's old at this time, prays that Gaius would prosper. That his soul would prosper. Well, that's a lot different than what our Western culture and all this other kind of religious stuff has built up what prosperity is. It's not money, friend. It's much bigger than money. Life is bigger than money. Take, take a look at this last portion of Scripture here that I buried a long time ago. Where did I put that? Here it is. It says, it says very simply, it says in Proverbs 3, 6, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. In all, not some, not in part, all. Everybody say the word all. All. One more time. All. Notice the word, how it's broke down. Act no ledge. Act no ledge. This, this, the, the word to know with, it means with intimate firsthand relationship. This is not knowing about God. This is knowing with firsthand relationship, intimate firsthand relationship. Hear me when I say to you this, and I say it with everything I've got. We pray out of our knowledge, our acknowledge of him, to know him, and to know him then to realize that when we do, he makes our path straight. Get this, please. We pray out of our knowledge, our acknowledge of him. So you're saying I don't know him? Do you realize what kind of a spirit's rising up in you to say something like that? Do do you really? Why are you so defensive about it? You know, what's behind what's stirring up in your mind that gives you the attitude to say something to that, especially when God is trying to show you something? That there's so much more. That this life is not being lived in the way he has purposed and destined it for you. He has come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He didn't come that you might have stuff and have stuff more abundantly. He didn't come so that you'd have money and money more abundantly. Hello, somebody. He came that you might have life and life more abundantly. But we allow the enemy and the prospects of how he uses things and religion to bring us down to an insignificant, woe is me, I'll stay in my little corner and do my own little thing. And that's all we do for years to come and make absolutely no impact on anybody else's life. I got news for you. When God shows you, when you allow him to open your eyes to see that you are loved, that you are beloved, you will see that others are in the same boat. He loves them. He has gotten your conversation changes. The way you see things changes. And the way you pray changes everything. You want to know how prayer changes history? I just gave it to you. I just gave it to you. Okay, I, I need to finish up. And everybody said... This prayer that John prays is not trying to get God involved. Look, if you didn't know that he's God and loves us, if you don't know that, then I, I, I guess we've got to get him involved, right? If we don't know that he is who he is and that he cares the way he cares and loves the way he loves, then we, yeah, we've got to get him involved. We gotta make him, you know, a, a lot of promises. God, I'll do this. God, I'll do that. But God, I'll do this. God, I'll do that. And, and maybe get religious about it. Oh, heavenly Father. Maybe then he'll get involved, right? That's not prayer. Prayer begins by recognizing he is involved. He's involved in every detail. 
give you just a moment. Because I want to say this next part. My prayer, my prayer arises from his already total involvement to the point that he inspires the book. He inspires the book. That in and of itself opens the door to acknowledge him. To celebrate our union. Let me finish with these words. I am prosperous because he who is the ultimate prosperous is inside of me. My life and we walk this life so together that it's more than anything I could imagine that says alongside. It's about praying the prayer of John Piper. We're going to look at that prayer next time. We're going to celebrate our moms, our ladies, next week. But I'm really wanting to get in to the prayers of John. Lord, thank you for your word today, for speaking into our hearts and lives, for directing us. In, and Lord, thank you for this service. Man, it's been great. You have just stirred up the spirit that's within us because that's who you are in us. Can we realize that, Lord, you joined in us, got up and started dancing, praising, lifting up hands. There was a worship that came out of experience in the joy of the Lord who is our strength. And Lord, my heart is that they would know what it means to pray out of the experience that they've known. Let the presence of God be upon them. Let them know your hope, your will, your desire, your direction, your leading, and your guiding. Lord, there is more to this than meets the eye. There's so much more that you're wanting to show us and lead us in. I pray that the author of getting stuck be cast out and the fullness of him who sets us free would set us free in the name of Jesus. Would you stand with me? If you're in this place this morning, in all honesty, you don't have a relationship with Christ. doesn't change who Christ is, doesn't change that Christ is in this place at this moment, doesn't mean that Christ is all around you, in you, whatever. doesn't mean you're joined to him. What I'm trying to say is, where, where, where do you get convicted of unbelief? In your head or in your heart? I'll tell you something. Oh, man, there's so much I want to share. But enough to say this, you're in this place. You don't have that relationship. But this morning I'm here to tell you that that relationship is yours. There is nothing you'll ever do, nothing you'll ever accomplish, no steps you'll be able to take to prepare yourself to be worthy of that life in Christ. It doesn't work that way. Trust me when I say to you, it's not about you, it's about him. And he loves you. And he's come after you with everything he's got. He's relentless. He's not going to let go. He's not going to cheapen. He's not going to just say, oh, well, they, I give up. They, you know, I've tried and they're not interested. No! He's going to make things miserable in that sense. Well, your heart miserable because you know that he loves you and you're rejecting that. Well, I got news for you. He ain't given up. He's not stopping. All he wants you to do is to receive. 
And when you receive, something begins to happen. Eyes begin to open. You go from death unto life. If that's you here this morning, I want to invite you to come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to invite you to know him in that relationship. Out of everything we've talked about this morning, that is yours. That, that is yours. So in just a moment, oh, let, me, let me pray for you. Okay? I guess somebody else is going to pray. Say something to you here this morning. How many have family members you're praying for? Okay, none of you? I'm going to ask you in just a moment when we open these altars to join with me. Because here's some family members I'm praying for. And here's my family. Beloved. 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 Beloved, I've been where you've been. Out of experience, I know that God loves me. So I'm praying over you, beloved of God, that God loves you. That that love, agape love, that's in every activity of your life, spin you around like you've never been spun before, as I know he has done in my life. If you're just coming up here and oh God, please save them. First of all, God can't save them. There goes the end of the message, right? No, God can't save them. Why is that? Well, first of all, understand he doesn't interfere with a person's will. And it's a choice whether to receive him as our salvation, who is our salvation, or to reject him. But you can stand up here and pray that the love of God messed them up like he messed you up. The love of God. The love of God. The love of God. Amen. Name of Jesus. Are you ready for some prayer time? No, I'm hungry, man. I want to go eat somewhere. Let me tell you, when you get to it, if you don't take time with God's leading you in right now, your food's going to be cold. I hope you like baloney. All I'm saying to you is, man, can we not take five minutes? Because if not, it tells me everything about your acknowledging getting a little sassy this morning, but I'll tell you what, I'm too old to play. I'm going to be as blunt as I can with you. God longs to hear from you. Scott sings this. Let's find that type of prayer time. Let's step out for those who need prayer. I'm calling
got nothing to lose How could I express all my gratitude I could sing these songs as I often do But every song I sing 